What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Taz. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. Jealousy is a very, very hard thing to deal with, mostly known as the green-eyed devil. And when you feel like someone did you wrong on top of jealousy, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. If you're listening to this, you probably already know what I'm about to say, that today is the day for you to start your podcast. You have everything that you need, your computer, a little microphone, and Spotify for podcasters. It is the all-in-one platform where you can host, edit, and record your podcast and distribute it everywhere. Where you're listening right now, you can have your podcast there. I promise, for real. And it's free. And you can make some money off of your podcast for free. Free money. Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast today. Our players this week are Andre Harris, Jennifer's best friend, Tyrita Julius, Jennifer's girlfriend, and Jennifer Sweeney, our murderess. Jennifer Sweeney was born in 1984 in New Jersey. She was raised by her mother, and she actually met Andre Harris in high school. They became besties. And when I say that they were like BFFs, they were like BFF for L because they stayed close for a very long time after high school. Now, as adults, she worked as a teacher's assistant and she worked as a 911 operator for the Monmouth County Sheriff's Office before finally becoming a Comcast executive. From what we could tell, she lived a pretty normal, regular life. She worked, she had a decent family, she had all right friends. From all accounts, she was pretty normal. Andre Harris was born and raised in New Jersey, and he grew up to be a hardworking father who was very tight-knit with his immediate family. All of his friends had been his friends since middle school and high school, nothing but day ones in his circle, right? And As it should be. Right. And he was, a, well, I mean, some new friends, but only the real ones, right? But he was overall pretty low-key kind of guy except for his occasional, occasional habit with prescription drugs, which he was arrested for at one point in his life. But that's not related to this story here. So outside of his day job, he worked as a traveling softball coach, and his neighbor said that he genuinely seemed like just a regular member of the community who just kind of kept to himself or, you know, was out there coaching them kids. Now, Tyrita Julius, she was born on June 6, 1974 in Elizabeth, New Jersey. She was very loved by her family and friends and her mother, Queen Julius. I love the name Queen. I don't know why. Queen Julius? Like, as your first name. That's got to flow. Right? Like, great. her grandmother was really thinking when she named her mama. <laughs> Anyways, um, her mother, Queen Julius, said that Tyrita was a very great person, a loving person that was one of those people that was just always smiling. She was down for whatever. She was one of those people that you went to if you were in a bad mood. She was going to she would like to bring you up. And she said that every quote, everybody loved Tyrita. She was one of the few people that 
you really couldn't say anything bad about. Now, Tyrita was also a mother of two. She had a daughter and a son. And also, she really liked motorcycles. She was part of the Rough Riders Motorcycle Club which sounds already badass enough. And that is where she met Jennifer. The two started dating shortly after, and Tyrita's family always thought Jennifer was a little little out there, a little touched. Some one cry right. Now, it's hard to tell the dynamic between Tyrita and Jennifer because there wasn't a lot of details about their relationship because actually it wasn't until about two years ago that the newspaper worked even addressing that they had a relationship because she's always called her good friend when it was really her girlfriend. Um, So it's hard to kind of like figure out, was it a tumultuous relationship or was it an easygoing relationship because nobody was really acknowledging it as a relationship while they were reporting. That being said, Jennifer walks up to her old friend Andre and she's like, yo, listen, I got this funny feeling that... My girl out here for everybody, right? She's like, I don't think Tyrita being loyal to me. I think she's for the streets. You going to help me send her a message. And not just her. Anybody who think they can touch her, everybody going to get this message loud and fucking clear. hear me? Now, Andre was like, I already know Jennifer about that life. I already know she mean what she said. And if she says she about to send a message, she about to send a fucking message. Mm-hmm. It's just one of those times when you know your friend crazy. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, they're on their crazy rampage. Let me stay out of their way. Mm-hmm. Let me try and distance myself because it ain't no talking to him. Right. He kind of already knew the drill. Don't ask questions and don't tell me no. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm not asking you. I'm telling you we about to go out here and do this shit. And, and he's like, you know, she's so about it. If I don't listen, I'm going to be on her fucking bad side. And who knows, you know. Nigga gonna start wilding out on me. And he's like, I just, at this point, I just go with it. You know, if she say do it, I just, you know, try and get past it. He got in his car one day and he finds a gun in his glove compartment. He took this as instructions. Um, Also, with these instructions, she also, in the time that she talked to him, she made it very clear to him that, like, either you gonna do what I tell you to do or I'm gonna take matters into my own hands. And that means making sure that she's taken care of and you. Oh, and that son you got to, I'm going to make sure he's taken care of too. So coming out the wood with Rick Gates. So on November 24th, 2015, at 7 p.m., Tyrita and her then 15-year-old daughter walked to Tyrita's Toyota Camry. They're attempting to leave their home, and their home is in Linden, New Jersey. And then a man that's in dark colored clothing approaches the passenger side of the car and starts talking to Tyrita's daughter. Tyrita is like... Mm, bad vibes, bad vibes, bad vibes. And it's like, hey, hey, get in the car. Get in the car right now. And so she rushes her daughter into the car and she's like, oh, we need to go. We need to go. And as soon as she closes the door, the man pulls out a handgun and fires multiple shots into the car at close range. As the shots went out, right there. you know what I'm saying? That would have, don't you think you would have aborted mission right there? But yeah. this ain't OJ yet. So as the shots ring out, Tyrita is trying to drive away but of course the shots hit her and she failed to drive away she suffered eight shots in the torso and pelvis and her daughter was hit once in the wrist and another bullet grazed her face Mm. 
When the police arrive to the scene, they find the car crash against a fence and utility pole only a block away from Tyrita's house. Tyrita was slumped over the steering wheel in the driver's seat and her daughter was up. She was awake and she was screaming and crying hysterically from the passenger seat. The police were informed by a witness that an unknown gunman had got away on foot. They said that he was black, that he was a more heavier set man, and that he seemed to be in his 30s. Despite her deadly injuries, Tyrita survives the shooting and she spends months in physical therapy rehabilitating. Now, throughout her recovery, of course, Jennifer is there and she's like, oh, baby like I can't believe this has happened to you what do you need let me help you with your therapy how can I be of assistance I love you and we are gonna get through this together my darling my love I mean she barely left Tyrita's side now after the shooting Tyrita's physical injuries were no match to the toll that it really took on her mental health I mean I can only imagine she rarely went anywhere unless It was for some significant reason. She kept a very close eye on her kids. She started becoming extremely overprotective. And when people were describing Tyrita's overall state of mind, um, one of her close friends, Christine People, said, quote, when she first came home, she was nervous. She always needed to know where her kids were. Her kids were her life, Mm -hmm. end quote. I mean, I would too. Like somebody was talking to my child before they shot into the car. So what makes me think that they weren't trying to like kidnap my child, take my child, and I got in the way of that? That's the reason I got shot. Like that's what I'm thinking. Right. As somebody that doesn't know what's ha- what how the situation occurred. As for Andre, I think the shooting case was actually going pretty cold. No one could really figure out who the gunman was, but Andre. So that means Andre was out. And y'all remember that little prescription drug problem that we mentioned? Well, he ended up getting arrested in February of 2016 on another prescription drug charge, but he was released without bail pending his trial. And considering what happened the days that followed him getting out of jail, This is one of the rare situations where you'd rather have been sitting up at the jailhouse. Streaming October 6th on Paramount Plus. First place I learned about death was a pet cemetery. Dead things buried in that land would come back. There's something else. Something's wrong with Timmy. He needs time to adjust. That's not Timmy. Something's talking through him. Dead is better. Pet Cemetery, Bloodlines, Rated R, streaming only on Paramount Plus. It's March 8th, 2016. We're four months into this investigation of the shooting, and the police still have no arrests, no leads. They don't know what the fuck happened, why she was shot, why she was targeted. We have nothing. This very night, Jennifer pulls up on good old Andre once again, knocks on that door, and it was like, I need to borrow some. Hey, bestie. Right. <laughs> I need to borrow something to tie something down to the back of my Jeep. And Andre's like, well, I've got all this electrical cord. And Jennifer said, that'll do. And she takes the cord and she disappears for about 10 minutes, walks around to the back door and knocks again. She's like, hey, (laughs) me again. So I need your help tying down something to the back of my Jeep. Come here real quick. So Andre follows her out to the Jeep. And 
He's like, oh, somebody in a car. He gets a little closer. He's like, oh, shit. It's Tyrita in the car. Now, he ain't seen Tyrita since he shot her four months ago. He gets in a car, and she's kind of looking the same, blood running all down her and everything, except for this time, Tyrita is dead. Y'all, while Andre was in the house, Jennifer was outside strangling Tyrita with the extension cord that she had just got from Andre. So he gets out there. She's in the passenger seat dead, blood running down the side of her head from, and this is not from the strangulation. This is from some unknown head injury. And the cord that he gave her is still wrapped around her neck. Jennifer pulls out a gun, which she does legally own, and puts that shit on Andre. And he's like, listen, you about to help me bury her body. She's like, you don't want to listen? Me and this gun coming for your kids and everybody who you fucking love. Nigga, try me if you want to, right? So the two of them take Tyrita's body to Andre's backyard and dig her a shallow grave. After they finish, Jennifer looks at Andre and says, y'all need to go to the train station and walks back to her Jeep. As if everything's cool, everything's dandy, right? So, meanwhile, back at the ranch, Tyrita's family is expecting her to have been home. You know, like we said, she got a fucking kid, right? So, she was just supposed to go on her little date with her girlfriend and come back home. Well, sis, of course, never came back home. So, the family calls this girlfriend, you know, hey, Jennifer, we know Tyrita was out with you tonight. You know where she's at? She was supposed to be back by now. And Jennifer says that the last time she seen Tyrita was when she dropped her off at the train station after having lunch with her that afternoon. And says, I ain't heard from her since. Just to bring some things into perspective a little bit, let's let's like really think of the timeline of the way things are happening, okay? Tyrita was just shot. Only four short months ago, eight times in her own car that she ended up crashing in trying to drive away from a shooting. It's fucked up in the head about it. Body still recovering from it. And physical therapy requires constant assistance, which is mostly provided by Jennifer. And is now all of a sudden physically and emotionally independent enough to go to a busy train station and leave and disappear to who knows where? Not likely. This same woman who has been afraid to take steps outside of her house because a nigga walked straight up to her and her kid and shot her at point-blank range? And almost killed her. And almost killed her? And now she just out here with no security? Just, no. And nobody know who shot her? And we still unsolved in this shit with no fucking answers? Nah. And that's exactly what Queen Julia said. Her mama, her queen was like, "Mm mm-mm, no. So on March 24th, 2016, after that 24-hour mark hit, Queen reported her daughter missing. In the days that followed, despite the ping on her cell phone coming from the train station, because it did, no one in Tyrita's family or any of her friends had heard from her. And her credit cards were exactly where she left them the last time she was seen in the morning of March 8th. 
So fast forward a couple of days to March 11th, 2016, a joint task force is formed between Union, which is where the shooting occurred, and Monmouth, which is where she disappeared, those two counties, because they were working to track her down into a and to investigate what happened to this woman. I mean, her case is still very fresh on the police's mind. They offered a $1,500 reward for any information about Tyrita's disappearance. And Over like, the next she just months, got shot and it was like, okay, that's already unsolved. And now she's missing? Like, come on now. I think that's really why they jumped to it as you quickly know? as they did. It's like, that's too close for too terribly bad shit to happen, you know? Especially for a woman that doesn't really have a record like that, that doesn't have any enemies. Like She's we just are a regular, actively, regular girl. Right. We're just, we're actively, well, who is targeting her? Like, really, who is it? And so for the next five months, Tyrita's family, her friends, her community members, and of course her very distraught girlfriend, Jennifer Sweeney, they spend countless hours searching for her, pleading to the public, asking anybody for any type of information. And there were posters, there were interviews, there was search parties that were community-wide, not just one, I mean multiple happened. And Jennifer, she was all up in them search parties. They always And are. she was, they always are, child, up and down looking for her woman, okay? So on August 16th, 2016, five months later, in the area surrounding Long Branch, New Jersey, there's an uproar about the unknown location of Tyrita. And meanwhile, Andre is out here laying low, minding his business, not getting involved in shit. I bet shit. the fuck he is with the body sitting in his own backyard. I bet he was until he got picked up on a traffic warrant. Oh, man. So remember, he hadn't gone to trial for this prescription drug charge yet. So he on probation. And... Yeah, I mean, he's, I don't know if it's probation, but he's awaiting trial. So you can't get in no trouble while you're awaiting trial. 12 still had no idea that he was involved with the shooting. They had no idea that he was involved with the disappearance, but they hemmed him up on something else. And I guess, you know, you know, niggas being in there, they got the best of him. And so when he got in there, he started singing. Now, here's a question. Were they even pressing him about Tyrita? Or was this Girl, how many cases have we seen where somebody? How many cases have we seen where they they go to jail, they get arrested for something else, and they start singing about something else, thinking that they're gonna get a lesson? please. So he just said it to lessen his sentence, not necessarily guilty conscience, but just to lessen his sentence. Well, I don't know if that's the reason why, but I I do think it was the guilty conscience. But I mean, how many people have we seen that have tried to do that? I mean, just this last episode. I mean, not, not this last episode. Because I guess I really just wonder: out. is it like? Is he in there psyching himself out? Like, they're on to me. They know what the fuck is up. I better just tell him now. Or is he like, I ain't trying to do no time and I got something heavy to trade with? Or is he like, this is this is my penance, um, you know? Like, this is, this is what, what I deserve. And I need Let to me just tell you what. A or C, because... I would rather be in prison for a prescription or I would rather get sentenced for a prescription drug charge than for a shooting and run and hiding a dead body in my backyard charge. That's but just me, though. what if he though. thought he could plead that with it? First of all, he should have had a lawyer present, but that's neither here nor there. But, like, what if he thought he could just, I'll give you guys a murder. Now, remember, I was coerced into this, but I'll give you guys a murder 
And you can let both of the shits go. They always think that that's going to work, don't they? Mm-hmm. So I feel like we got three options of why he said something. But I do... The only one that I can really go with that I can believe in, not knowing this man personally, is the guilty conscience. Because I personally... Or I think, you know... Or they thought that they were onto him because I think it takes a very strong mind to be a criminal. It takes a strong mind to be a good criminal. Let me say that. Because think about it. If me and you commit a crime together and they have us in separate rooms, you know how it go. They're going to be lying to us about what the other person did. And That's da, why da, da, you, da, only, da. You, you commit crimes with people you trust with your life. And you be like, this person would never, ever, ever do me dirty. But you have to have a strong mind and then, like, not have a guilty conscience. Like, you have to be a little bit of a sociopath. Like, with Jazz and Taz, I think I would I would do... I think their bond was so close that I don't think neither one of them would ever turn on each other. You know what I mean? Yes, and they didn't have any communication. It's crazy. They both decided to plead out at the same time. But that's twin bond. Right. I don't know nothing about that. You think if you and your twin went to prison together, they, y- y'all be all right? T- uh, Hell no, nah, that nigga wouldn't do, wouldn't make it. Mm-mm. Hell no, nah, that nigga wouldn't make it. No, I honestly have zero sisters. I don't, all four of them couldn't count on neither one of them niggas. None of them, especially not your twin. That nigga would not make it. It's all right. She don't be listening to our show for real, for real. Anyways. <laughs> So he's sitting up at the jailhouse. He starts singing like the Isley Brothers. He is just telling all of the business, including the fact that, oh, the body y'all looking for? She's in my backyard right now. Don't know about this. Conf- I definitely would have held out for later. We need to talk deals. You know? Now, listen, while this confession was unprompted and had nothing to do with his original cause for arrest, the pigs are like, all right, well, you sit here in this cell and we're going to go follow up on everything that you just said. Now, the police wasted absolutely no time making their way to Andre's home. His home is located on 228 Jolon Avenue in Long Beach. And within minutes of their arrival, they find Tyrita's body exactly where Andre told them that she would be. Buried three feet under of soil, wrapped in a tart, inside two garbage bags, with an electrical cord wrapped around her neck. Stick. In the backyard, with the shovel used to bury her, lingering only a few feet away. Jeez Louise. Not so soon after, they arrest Jennifer Sweeney, and they charge them both with first-degree murder as well as a whole truckload of other charges, including attempted murder, second-degree desecration of human remains, and fourth-degree tampering with evidence. And I heard that Jennifer got a shit ton of char- uh, gun charges as well. Every order- article I said just said a triage of gun charges, so a whole bunch of gro- gun charges. Now, before they could even finish reading out all the charges, Andre was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's go ahead and find a plea deal because... Let's see what we can do. Let me see what deal I can get because I already know what this is going to be. (laughs) And, you know, in his defense, he's like, Jennifer continues to make threats to me and my children. And there's a reason that I went on with this. It's not the best reason, but there is a real reason. Mm -hmm. And he says that he would have never done anything to hurt anybody on his own accord. And on top of that, he was like, listen, I'll testify against her. I have no problem doing that. I will tell her business. 
Now, of course, Jennifer is saying that she is absolutely 100% innocent. The trial begins August of 2021. And Tyrita, Julius's family and friends are on an entire side of the courtroom wearing black t-shirts that read Team Tyrita in giant bold white letters. And the prosecution is holding nothing back when it comes to Jennifer. Assistant Monmouth Prosecutor Caitlin Sidley argued that Jennifer was a jealous lover who created an entire revenge plot based on her belief that Tyrita Julius might, let me tell you, might have been cheating because these are unconfirmed suspicions right here. But anywho, the prosecution was like, But you don't have to take my word for it. Watch this. And who takes the stand? Her bestie, her road dog, her partner in crime, in the realest way, Mr. Andre Harris. Now, Andre's testimony was pretty much everything the prosecution was saying. He continues to describe how extremely jealous Jennifer was over Tyrita's potential cheating and told them about how he found a gun in his glove compartment. He goes even a little further to explain that Jennifer even took the time to show him a picture of Tyrita right before the shooting, you know, just to make sure he got the right one. Now, as for the night of the actual murder... Andre continues to stick to his story how Jennifer was out of control and was pulling a gun on him and threatening the lives of him and his kids, and he was laying it on for the jury, you know? He felt like he didn't have no choice. He had to comply, and, you know, he'd have done anything to save his kids at that point in time. Now, Jennifer's defense attorney, Edward Bertuccio, is like, listen, Andre, all of this is bullshit, right? Your entire testimony. He says, you know what, Andre, there's a major flaw in yours and the state's argument for the simple fact that you're not just a liar, but you're a pathological liar, okay? So how can we believe anything you're saying? Her attorney says, our defense is very, very simple. She didn't do it. She didn't plan it. She didn't get Andre to do it. She had nothing to do with it at all. Andre is a pathological, sociological, convicted liar. He's not convicted for lying. He's convicted for prescription drugs, Mr. Defense Attorney. And it is not the same thing. So he's steady talking shit about Andre. He tells the jury... What you're going to find out is Andre lied to the police in Augusta back in 2016 for hours and hours until he realized that he needed to play ball. This man, with all of these charges, should die in prison. He should never see free air again or even enjoy it, right? Instead, the state goes and makes a deal with this devil. Now, to kind of paint a picture, Tyrita was like normal size thick, but Jennifer, she's a little skinny, right? So the defense goes on, you know, after saying that Andre's a dead-ass liar. They're like, listen, Tyrita was strong and solid. Jennifer's lawyer said, quote, the state's ridiculous theory of this case is that that sliver of a woman strangled and killed Tyrita Julius, who had about 90 pounds on her? Who had 90 pounds on her? They like, ain't no way. Ain't no way you overcame her, you know? And it was just a bunch of back and forth in the courtroom, you know, forever a courtroom. Of course, she can overcome right? her. She got shot four months ago. Right. 
That ain't no quick recovery. Eight times. Shot eight times. How many times 50 got shot? Oh, he got shot nine times. Yeah, nine. Look, I'm talking about she six, won. 12. She won under 50. Come on, man. You know? So, the child's ridiculous. They're like, you did it. No, he did it. No, she definitely did it. Um, And Tyrita's family was not shy in telling the defense how they felt. But we all know at the end of the day, it all comes down to what the jury decides. So on September 3rd of 2021, the jury comes back and declares that Jennifer Sweeney is guilty of murder, conspiracy to commit murder, weapons offenses, desecration of human remains, and tampering with evidence. Now, as for sentencing, that took place on May 7th, a day after my birthday of this year. Great. Goodness. So, yeah, it just happened. And before the judge officially banged his gavel to tell Andre what his fate would be, Andre was able to address Tyrita's family and friends. He said, quote, I'm sorry for what I've done. This is not how I was raised. My mama, she taught me better. I don't know what to say. I'm asking you to forgive me. Now, as we already stated, Andre did make a deal in exchange for his testimony, and he ended up pleading guilty on two counts of attempted murder, conspiracy to commit murder, possession of a weapon for an unlawful purpose, desecration of human remains, tampering with evidence, and of course, that controlled substance. He wasn't getting away from that prescription drug charge, so had that as well. With all of that... He was sentenced to 16 years in prison. Also, her family, what's her name, Tyrita? Tyrita's family, they up and left while he was apologizing. They was like, fuck that shit. Did you see that? <laughs> he was apologizing. They, they walked out on his ass. Fuck that shit. Because the big thing was like, y'all have to see him. He's a big dude. And they're like, you were scared of Jennifer? And so that's why you did it? Because you were scared of Jennifer, little ass? It don't make sense. Which, it do make sense, because I know some big niggas scared of me. I do. <laughs> and he said he was scared of her because she was psychotic. I know some big niggas that think I'm psychotic, and they are scared of me. Y'all hear me? It's possible. I understand. Also, that seemed like a damn good deal to me. 16 years? Right. That's a damn good deal. Like, he'll probably serve 10, maybe 12 at the most. That's a good deal. That's a, I would have took it. Now, Jennifer Sweeney and her defense attorney, Robert K. Lord, they decided that they were here to waste the court's time. Jennifer, straight up, she declined to speak. And Lord, her lawyer, he had the nerve and the audacity to say, quote, she loved the victim very much and maintains her innocence. All this while speaking on Jennifer's behalf. And then her lawyer goes on to beg the judge for a sentence of only 30 years for the crime. And y'all remember all those charges that we read off, right? I mean, she went to trial. She was found guilty. So we doing big sentencing now. The judge was like, I'm not hearing none of that shit. Fuck everything that you're saying. He swung the gavel with a vengeance and gave Jennifer 20 years for the attempted murder and 75 years for the murder. But also, 
he ruled that both sentences would run consecutively. Mm. And in New Jersey, they have this law called the No Early Release Act, which means that Jennifer and Andre, they have to serve at least 85% of their sentence before being eligible for parole. Ain't no early release up there. You don't want to go to jail in New Jersey. So that means that Jennifer would have to have served 80 and three-fourths of a year to be eligible for parole. And she's currently 38 years old. Yeah, so sis ain't getting out of prison. It was a short one, but it was sure was mighty. It was juicy. All right, y'all. It's time for... Well, I'm not black. I'm OJ. I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I got away with it. I didn't do it, but if I did, if she survived the first attempt and you're spending all of your time with her and she's spending all of her time with you, didn't you get what you wanted without actually losing your girlfriend? Because I've been psycho girlfriend, so I'm trying to get back in that mind state, right? Like, I won. Mm, that's a good one. Because it, it was the message not had. Right. Like, I have been psycho girlfriend, so I'm putting on my psycho girlfriend hat. And I feel like you got, if she's rehabilitating, spending all of her time with you, and you have to spend all of your time with her, then clearly she is no longer cheating because where is she going? So you got what you wanted plus your revenge without actually losing your girlfriend. Some niggas can't be happy. Andre. Nigga with the kid right there. That was your time. Were you on a clock? Were you on a schedule? Had to be a better opportunity coming your way. If we had to go through with it. And then you gonna talk to the kid first? And that ain't no kid. That's a 15-year-old. She's gonna remember that shit forever. Mm -hmm. I mean, any kid would, but she was 15. Like, she's coming up on to being an adult more than she's a child. I ain't do it, but if I did, girl, this is one of these other cases where you were very unprepared for the murder. Why? Andre did try and fail. You're going to have to just be mad at him about that. But then you pull up to Andre's house with some type of trauma that you have given this woman because she was bleeding. And nobody knows why or how. Because I'm telling you, the the there's not couldn't find no court documents on this case. She She's bleeding. And you go to, instead of going to your home, you go to his home to get something to strangle her with. You were unprepared for the murder. And not you had your gun, so why were you strangling her? You didn't even know what you were doing. You weren't prepared. She, she don't want that gun to trace back. That's too easy. Yeah, because the gun was, was properly registered to her. Right. Girl, you were not prepared to commit crime that day. You should have just took her home. I ain't do it, but if I did... If the point of sending Andre to go after her was to send a message to not cheat on you and she is sitting here traumatized because she don't know who or shot her and why, was the message really clear? That's a good one. That's a good one. You wanted this to happen, but you weren't even clear. I ain't do it, but if I did, I don't think I would have took this one to trial. I think I would have played out, girl. What she got to plead with? Listen... We would have just been arguing against each other during the sentencing phase versus arguing with each other 
with a jury in front of us. And apparently, girl, you also know she paid Andre the first time. I wouldn't have paid him. Or Andre don't take the money, shit. Right. It's a threat. It's still a threat. I didn't receive any compensation. I still ain't want to do it. My payment was my kids are still alive. I didn't buy the whole, why is he scared of her because he's big and she's small. Mm-mm. I, I know you can be scared of a bitch. So you don't think I he was scared? Sc- no, I think I definitely think he was, but people were saying that that's inexcusable because he was so big and she was so small. And I know you can be scared of her. So that's the only thing that I truly do believe. I think that he was scared of her. She got them little crazy face. Okay, I didn't do it, but if I did, I would have done what Jennifer did by being a part of those search parties. I told y'all. Yeah. That's when she um, said it, I thought you, of you when you when you were reading it, and I was like, and that's gonna be Mara out there. And we'll be. I'll be out here searching. That's going to be crazy because I need to stop saying that because somebody near me, if God forbid something happens to somebody near me, I'm definitely going to be out there searching for them because that's who I am mm-hmm. as a loving person that I, I really lead with my heart in most cases. And they're going to be like, Marah did it. I'm be like, no, Marah did not. Officer, pay no attention to my search history. <laughs> it was business research. Listen, because... We have an episode, I don't know if it's going to come out before or after this episode, but my search history recently says, what is the price of crack? <laughs> it's for the show. It's just for the show. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> All right. Uh, parole or no parole? Um, I'll parole Andre. Um, Jennifer was wildin'. Is she ever eligible for parole? What? Yeah, in 85 years. In 85 years. Yeah, so, I mean, at that point, sure. Shit. Yeah, girl, if you stay alive that long, you over 100 at that point. At that point. um, Let her rest. <laughs> yeah, if you can make it past 100 in prison, then you you can go see the free world. Um, That is a very long sentence. I, I do feel like Miss Missy needs a little bit of a psych eval. Just a little one. Let's see what's going on in that noodle. <laughs> That's all I have to say about that. But listen, what she said, the family said... She was a little off. And it's always those people. You know how you can't put your finger on why you don't like somebody, but you know you don't like somebody? And I don't even that, think it's it, like, a, I don't like her. I think, she, I think she was truly off. I think she was truly... I got a cousin. At first glance, you wouldn't be able to tell he's off. But you get into a conversation with that nigga, and you start to see, okay... You stick around. He's guaranteed to make you uncomfortable. And I know he don't know what he's doing. I know he don't get it. I mean, and off with reason, you know. That nigga saw his sister get ran over and they ain't been right since. Oh, my goodness. Now, that's off with reason. And we couldn't really. And the thing about the cases like this is that we really could not dive deep into Jennifer's background like we usually do. Like, there has to be something there. There has to be. Yeah. Because from all account, all accounts that we can find, Tyrita just happened to fall in love with a crazy bitch. And that, people do that every day. Because <sighs> it'd be the crazy ones, right? It'd always be the crazy ones. That was literally her only fault is that she fell in love with crazy. And niggas make that mistake every single day. They better day. at something. I don't know what it is, but them crazy brought better at something. They got good coochie. <laughs> it's some trick that they all got that they need to teach me. <laughs> It's in the coochie. It's in the coochie coochie. All right, let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, let's read some reviews. Shall I? I love how. I was going to say, shall I read, read the one read in the, the email? If we read them on the show, we don't have to respond to them. 
<laughs> I think I'm gonna start sending the messages. I read on the show, thanks, girl. I read on the show, thanks, girl. And then they'll just be anxiously no, waiting. I maybe yeah, afterwards, yeah. but you know, just so they don't they feel ignored. Remember. I always I go back and clean them out. They're show. still un un unread. All right, this one is from the emails. It says, I just want to tell y'all, I absolutely love y'all. I'm just getting into true crime pods, and frankly, y'all are the one I listen to now. I tried one, but it was too cockazoid for Cockazoid? (laughs) Caucasianoid? I tried one, but it was too cockazoid for me. That that sent me... I love the way you all tell the stories and it's like you try to see all the players point of view. I'm going through a horrible custody battle right now and have to make a three hour drive every Sunday for pickup and drop off. As miserable as that drive is, y'all get me through it. Love y'all. Okay, bye. Thanks. And sorry your baby daddy ain't shit. Um, This one is from Sandra. Hey, Sandra. It says, hi, my name is Sandra. I absolutely love everything that y'all do. My sister recommended y'all for a long time, but I wasn't in a podcast. Once I listened, I was hooked and I'm almost caught up. Now, I was watching Bailey Ser- I was watching Bailey Serene's Girl, Mystery. And girl, you finna read day. that? I read that today. Listen. Go ahead, because I was about to go. It, it came out two days ago from the time that we're recording this episode, bitch. And I definitely listen, I had it pulled to see, up to see when it was recorded. And I started and I said, I have other things to do right now, but I'm going to have to I, read I it. I said, I got other things to do, but she done been doing true crime too long to just be doing them, them girls. Don't nobody even want to hear about the twins no more. Anywho. People told us they don't want to. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Read your review. <laughs> she said, people told us they don't want to hear no more. Um... So, the other day, she covers Jazz and Taz Whitehead. Now, I could be tripping, but it sounds like she told the story just like y'all did. She even used the word players, which I've never heard her use. Granted, she doesn't credit her sources ever, but I feel like her account is too close to y'all's for my liking, and she could at least give y'all a shout-out. Anywho, I thank y'all for all the hard work and for sharing yourselves with all of us. Y'all are very much appreciated. Don't make me be petty on the internet. Because she's just looking I was, for a reason. I planned on listening she's to it as well. looking for a reason. That's just I what know we heard. I'm just reading the reviews. Okay. And I'm about to go watch. I'm about to, You know I got stuff to do, do tonight. And I'm about to listen to that episode. But there's somebody else. There was another podcast. People mentioned, just mentioned it to us a long time ago. And I thought it was that, that one that she was talking about. Mm-mm. It's another podcast. Like... They're around our numbers. You know, Bailey is, you know, she's huge, but they're around our numbers. They also said players when talking about the Jazz and Taz episode. And it's like, y'all don't even get it. It's a tribute and y'all don't even get it. Right. And y'all don't even know what it is for. It's because we're telling a story because it's theater. We are being very theatrical. And when you open up a play, the first thing that you see are the players that you are going to read about in the story that have dialogue, that have real lives, that breathe real life and tell real stories on stage, or in this case, the podcast stage. We work to bring these characters to life. Don't nobody be giving voices to the... We're not about to do this podcast without a tribute to theater, okay? (laughs) We started started this podcast on March 12th. Why? 2021. Ask us why? 
the day that Broadway shut down because of coronavirus, the day before that I was going to see Diana on Broadway, and the day after I saw Mrs. Doubtfire on Broadway. Come, don't come for me and my shit now. Not the exact day, a year, but the day next year. The, the following year, yes, the following year. But in tribute to Broadway. And the anniversary. Theater, okay, so. We're done with the show. I'm about to go listen to that shit right now. You let me know, friend. All right, y'all, that's really the end of the show. Um, if you want to keep up with us, you can. Uh, follow us on Twitter, Sisters Who Kill. You might hear, hear me tweet some shit that starts a internet war. I don't know. Um, you can follow us on Instagram, Sisters Who Kill Pod, on TikTok, Sisters Who Kill Podcast, and on Facebook, you can join our discussion group where we have a nice little fun community. I broke my camera screen, friend, and it's right with the camera, so I haven't made any TikToks because I can't, I don't look like anything on my camera. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. I know, I, I keep, I need to call the insurance people. Anyways, until next time, you got anything else, friend? Talk to us, we talk back. Bye. Bye.